Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we're back for part two of negativity in the workplace. Hope everyone had a great uh, holiday season, Christmas and New Year's, 3rd of January here. Um, and we're going to get right into it. Uh, my lovely wife is going to start us off, we'll kind of pick back up if we left off again. If you haven't listened to part one, you might want to do so. So, I just want to uh, kind of recap a little and just reiterate the fact that this is my story. These things are what happened to me personally. I'm not going to tell stories of other people, even though they told me what, you know, things that had happened to them or vented about certain things I'm not here to discuss that that's their story to tell if they choose to put it out there um and I'm really just hoping to shed light on what you should and should not tolerate at work and um this is not meant to really put down a company it's not meant to you know be negative towards certain people it's just the facts of what happened and everyone's gonna have their own opinion I am still being bullied for telling my story and I just just wanted y'all to understand that it wasn't all bad I again am not going to going to say the company at all because I do still care for the company as a whole like there are so many people that still work there that I just love and I don't want to cause any problems for and you know it's not a bad company there just needs to be something done about the problem and nothing is being done so I had actually written up an email draft um, over time, and it kind of just explains, I was going to send, okay, go back, I was going to send it in, like, the day I decided to quit, like, I was going to be like, here's why, here's examples, here, you know, this is what's going on in your company, like, you need to really take a good look at this. And if you need to get an outside HR person to come in and look at this objectively and see what's going on, like, we all can see it, but, you know, certain people are blinded to the fact because they're friends or whatever it is, it's just not healthy business. And so, I'm just going to kind of read that to you and expand on it a little bit if there's any backstory that needs to go with it. But it just says, hey guys, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to everyone that has been a joy to work with here. There are a couple that were not a joy. I would like to say the reason I came back every day was because of the doctors and my male lead and the certain employees that I really enjoyed working with. They are great people and I respected them too much to just up and leave no matter how hard I fought the urge. I have been constantly 
disrespected and am over it. I was not valued. I have had people be extremely two-faced to me. And I was under attack for most of the year. I brought my friend Erica in because I thought it was the best place to work. It was so much fun, just an all-around great experience, with the exception of one at that point. But then, <laughs> when I became under attack, life got miserable, and she began to hate it there. She didn't like the way people were getting treated, especially me. And some of the leadership team needs to be let go or put in check. I have never had someone try to make me so miserable that I would quit or have them bring in a former employee to get hired while I was out. It is shady and disrespectful. These behaviors were confirmed, not just something that I made up. I have never cried so much at a job. I've never had a job that caused me so much frustration. I'm at the point, finally, where I don't let the bullshit bother me. It's expected. I just remind myself how sad someone must be to try to make other people miserable. She does not know how to speak to people or lead. She constantly breaks chain of command, yet preaches it. And as far as that goes, like, it was always kind of told to us, like, you follow the chain of command, follow the chain of command. You can never speak to someone above your immediate boss. Well, that goes back to, okay, that's fine, but what happens when I'm not getting a result that I need, or I have a problem with that person, or, you know... You can't scare people into thinking that they can't go talk to whomever they choose to speak to. I mean, first of all, we're adults, we're humans. If we want to speak to somebody, we can speak to somebody. But that's a whole And I feel like that's a mind fuck because this is drill, not just I mean it's it's I feel like it's everywhere just about. Mm-hmm. You know, you almost don't feel uh, security because you're like, well, I might get fired um, if I go mention this, you know, something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's so funny how this correlates with the CM Punk story. We won't get on that. But it's just like, if I go and complain to Vince McMahon, they're going to leave me all pay-per-views, you know, and all that. But anyway, <laughs> beside the point. So. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, she would always just kind of go around our lead to talk to her sister instead of going through the chain of command, yet I was, everyone else was preached to, this is the chain of command, this is who you report to, and I'm like, okay, why doesn't she have to follow the rules, you know, it's kind of like, teacher's pet I guess is a way you can put it I don't know but whatever so I'm going back to my letter okay (laughs) I do not know why they would preach 
um, certain core values that they have when they were not respect or practiced. Um, there is no respect or integrity. And there should not be a pair of sisters that are on leadership for the same team. Any complaint about sister two stated to sister one did not get past her until a girl quit back in March. That's when she bust that door open and spoke to the big bosses. And whatever she said to them, that's, you know, that's up to her to tell. That's not my business. So, and when that happened, the day she walked out, we had had lunch together. And when she got back, or when we got back, I got back to my office after lunch, and Sister One comes in there and was basically like, what did you say to her at lunch? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, Confidential what? <laughs> first off, what do you think I could say yeah. to someone to make them quit their job? Like, do you really think that I have, like, voodoo mind powers or something like I can say you know I don't even know what but we had had a conversation about something that happened earlier that day me and sister one and um so I don't know if she thought that was the reason I don't know if that's what she thought pushed her over the edge because I did mention it to um the girl but Either way, it's not my problem this girl walked out. I was not the reason she walked out. It was the sisters the reason she walked out. So, I also learned that many of the comments or suggestions that quote-unquote come from the doctors do not, in fact, come from the doctors. To take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to a leadership team. I've been blamed for people walking out, quitting their jobs. That happened to me more than once. (laughs) And I just would think, if I had that kind of power, why am I working there? I was very underpaid for the job that I performed. I had the entire insurance department on my shoulders, and I was just done. I decided that when Erica quit... I would not stress myself out and I would perform what was necessary, but it's not my responsibility to do everything. This happened twice. The reason people quit is because of the high school drama and the sisters that caused most of it, if not all. I had been cussed out for nonsense. When throwing a shower for Erica, I had helped putting things up and when tablecloths were put on the tables, Sister one flipped out and cussed me out over it, and it was extremely unnecessary. She didn't, okay, so she didn't actually, like, say, you know, something to me like, oh, you fucking didn't listen to me or whatever, whatever. That's not what happened. When I say, like, she cussed me out and just say, she was like, I don't know anyone can't do what I fucking tell them to do, and you know, I said don't put tablecloths on the tables. and Tone was very aggressive. You know, yes. Yeah. Very aggressive. And I'm like, okay, this could be handled in a completely 
calmer way. First off, their tablecloths, they can be removed. And the whole thing was just unnecessary. And all I had to do was remove them, but she made it an issue. But then the next shower that we had Mm. for a different employee, guess what? There were tablecloths on the tables. Of course. (laughs) It's just like the littlest stuff like that, really. I was like, this is what you're spending your time and energy complaining and bitching about causing a problem over and it's something so easily fixable that literally didn't even have to be an issue but it's amazing what we get into in life yes (laughs) and i also wrote in here have you noticed the high turnover in the front And I said, hell, even people from other departments have left because of these certain people. I've been told that I cannot talk to the doctors, yet they come to me and speak to me, whether it be about work or not. I was then informed that I have to inform my lead of what is spoken to me. This is a serious control problem on her part. When one was said to be... When Sister 2 was made the second lead of the front, she inserted herself in everyone's business and made the front a very anxious, intense environment. I wasn't able to speak to my lead. Luckily, best day ever, she was told she is only in charge of the treatment plan coordinators and I was still to report to my lead. I wish he would have been given a chance to lead and not be micromanaged. He treated us with respect like the adults that we were, are, (laughs) and there was no pettiness or childish behavior that um, we received from some of the other leadership. Mm. Everyone works extremely hard and are treated as if they don't. It's frustrating for me to have each person take the time to learn about insurance so they can problem solve themselves and not pass patients around. I was constantly told by Sister 2 that she does not know insurance. That is not her job. She did not want to learn it. Yet, when I would try to explain something to her, she would shut it down and say, well, that's not right. And then tell me, you know, sometimes she would be like, now, this is what it is. I'm like, then why did you even ask me? And you're not even going to listen to me. But that's a whole... So, in the almost two years, I... Or, well, at that point, it had almost been two years. In the over two years I was there, I could count on one hand the amount of semi-pleasant interactions we had. How is it that I get along with everyone else in the company except this one person? And it's common for her to have these same problems with others. She acts as if she runs the place and her sister backs her up and nothing gets past her to the doctors about this problem. She is very good at making it look like she is great at her job, but in reality, she puts a lot of her work off on other people. Then when we are short-staffed in that department, which seemed to be a revolving problem because of them. She never would step in to help unless asked. And then half the time she still didn't do it. Um, The other lead, 
he is the one that would close every night, sit up front, go above and beyond. He didn't complain. He was always willing to learn more. I appreciated that about him so much. What you look for in a boss or employee? Yes. He immersed himself and he came and sat with me and let me train him on insurance so he could understand it, so he could explain it to people, so he could fill in if he needed. Like, he took that extra step. So, that I, I miss him so much as a boss. He was fantastic, but he was also not treated well. When I started that job, I had hopes of being trained really well and being able to be set up for success. In the group training, we went over treatment plan coordinator things, and I didn't get any insurance. It wasn't until I was put in my office and left alone. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't come from insurance. I was very green. I was shown more the next day by Sister One, and anytime I had a question, she would stop everything to help me. She was somewhat of a mentor, and we began to have a very good relationship. I just loved and admired her so much. She tried her best to get me and her sister to get along, and I had many, many coaching sessions regarding it. I don't know why she hated me since day one, but she did. She didn't train me on anything. I tried to sit with her multiple times, but she was always too busy or just calling to confirm appointments. Most of what I knew, I had to learn on my own. Now, my admiration and respect for Sister One fell when, in our last coaching session, she literally said to me that maybe I didn't like her sister because she got pregnant without trying and that I was struggling. Now, that right there, that really is really unethical, disrespectful, like... I... I don't even know that that's like almost a loss of words. It, it's ridiculous. I like, was livid, but I went over several scenarios in mm-hmm. my head of how I could react to this situation. And I just decided to go along with it instead of making a big scene like she probably would have. Mm-hmm. But I, just, I couldn't believe she would say that. Yeah, to me. that's something that's like amongst certain and things that are forbidden that's you don't mention. When or say. I realized that I fucked up in the past and trusted her and mm-hmm. befriended her and you know I thought we were good I thought we had a relationship I thought you know cause I thought the world of her I mean Helen used to tell people I was president of her fan club like that's how much mm-hmm. I admired and respected her so when little things would happen and then this year happened. It was just kind of like the biggest slap in the face. Like, no, bitch, we're not good. And I'm just like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we were so close. Like, we were kindred spirits, you know? I just, I felt comfortable with her. She taught me so much. She was very helpful you know, I praised her all the time. I, you know, I don't know. It just, it really hurt when she said that to me Mm -hmm. because, I mean, she 
did know like that we are struggling and and, he, and even it's, even it's to not, any woman to any woman that's just that that right there for a woman i mean that's just something like you don't say that yeah you that, don't say that's that up there with somebody. the weight thing you just something you just don't mention or bring up like it doesn't matter who the fuck you are yeah. you don't say that to somebody mm-hmm. you can be my best friend in the whole fucking world and mm-hmm. you cannot say that to and me most people wouldn't do that that's your friends like, but like wow no. yeah. when i did like, tell <laughs> oh lord oh you should hear what she had to say anyway <clears throat> yeah so back on track um after that the atmosphere in the front just got heavier. It wasn't too long after that that that's when I became under attack by both of them. When I found out their plan of attack and to hire someone behind my back, carefully bringing her in when I was off, which they did um, with the other insurance girl, the one before Erica, when she was off, they would bring in somebody to interview whatever because they wanted to let her go but they didn't she didn't know that so they did that with me and (laughs) the enemy of my enemy is my friend mm -hmm. (laughs) and at that you know all these things are adding up and I'm just over it like every interaction after that conversation was so fake on both of our ends like mm-hmm. I could tell she was being fake to me I was being fake to her it was just to get the days going by like I I knew I knew our relationship was over it was kind of unspoken but just by her behavior and then it didn't help that the fact that you know she moved offices so we weren't next to each other anymore so I couldn't really Gauge and talk to her and whatever like it just it went sour and it just sucked because I really liked her like that really and she would she would know but like she knows that that would hurt me mm-hmm. in saying something like that because mm-hmm. she knows how I felt about her like it's not like I you know was a secret everybody knew like everybody knows yeah everybody knows (laughs) yeah how loud we can call teachers pet because you know we had such a good relationship like people be like jennifer you go ask her because she likes you better (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's just stuff like that i'm like yeah i mean but i don't know it was just so (sighs) slapping the face kind of like I just but okay well I hate that she pulled up (laughs) and I wish that these were false accusations but they're not I prepared for battle each day before coming to work like I would literally sit in my car take a few deep breaths and just say okay it's gonna be war today let's go I already know and I was right every single day I hated it. I didn't want to be there. Seriously, when I say that I came back for the doctors and my lead, I mean it. There were several employees that I really did enjoy working with that I bonded with really well. Um, They were a big part of me coming back every day as well. Um, One thing, okay, at the time of this letter, it said, 
One thing that really pissed me off recently is when I was under attack for the insurance aging report. When I started, I didn't even know about the report. It was months in that I was asked why it wasn't being worked, and I was so confused. Luckily, with the shutdown, a couple people were able to work it and knock off a huge chunk of it. I then took it and ran with it, bringing it down low enough that I was actually getting my incentives every month. The last one I received was November of 2020. That was when the um, insurance girl before Erica quit and everything was on my shoulders. It was about a month before I could get Erica up and running and I still had to help her out tremendously because she was also did not come from any background. So I had her, you know, insurance. So I trained her. on. So that's additional weight on your shoulders. That's additional work. Not really getting compensated. You know, and that was fine because I was being incentivized for it. So, you know, we were to train, um, For a year, we got incentivized at 90 days, six months, and then a year. I mean, she didn't make the whole year, but still. So, I'll get back to that in a moment. (laughs) Um, I was informed that I wasn't working aging because, or I had told them that I wasn't working aging because it was a lot on me, and it was okay that I wasn't. We have a third part. We had had a third party company that was supposed to be doing that. Like I was not the only one that was supposed to be touching it. And they get paid a lot of money to do it and they were failing. Like when I stopped working it, they stopped working it. So nobody's even jumping on their bones about it. No. They're jumping like, on you. Yeah. Yeah. So um When I was able to work it again, I um, negotiated to work it in the mornings, you know, for the whole month of May, and like full mornings, undisturbed, so I didn't have to wear like my headset or answer any phone calls, like undisturbed. I could just work on that. I worked for about eight days, maybe... Yeah, I worked on it eight days in May, eight half days, and I got it down $80,000. This is a lot of money. <laughs> it may not seem like, but it's a lot. Yeah. A lot. And yeah. they said, now, not all of it was paid $80,000, mm-hmm. but it was taken off of the report, which means, like, sometimes they're on there, there would be claims that, like, need to just be closed and the patient be responsible or we write off a certain amount or something, you know, like... Everything on the report was not necessarily needed to be on there. You just got I mean, off we eighty thousand dollars. Collect a lot, but mm-hmm. there was also like yeah. you just needed to come off. So I went through, got that down, and um, when we negotiated this, it was during a quote unquote performance evaluation, which I will get back to in a moment. And I told them to give me the month and I would get it down. But in May, we had taken a, um, a trip as a company, which was so generous of them. It truly was. They don't have to do that for their employees, which goes back to me saying it's not a bad company. Like they 
really do treat, you know, the employees well, making them, you know, like, it's their way of saying, good job, we've met our goals mm-hmm. for the year, because that's what it was, you meet your goals a for huge the year, incentive. Yeah. they take you on a trip somewhere mm-hmm. really cool, which it was, we went to this really cool ranch in Texas, they rented out the whole place because of COVID, and it was just amazing, like, it was beautiful, there was you know, bonding. Luckily, you know, we all really enjoy hanging out together. So it was just a big party. We had a band one night, which was super cool. Like, it was fun. It was really fun. So that was, you know, several days in May. I had taken off for a friend's wedding for a couple of days. So there was that. And then we had holidays and like, a bunch of other shit happened in May. So I only had eight days. Okay. So I guess the times <laughs> that were off in May weren't factored in. Because I was told at the end of May that Eric and I were to switch jobs. That I didn't get it down like I promised I would. And that we were to switch positions. Because 80000 is not enough. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, what number was yeah. going to make you happy? Did they even that... set a goal for you? No. To... Okay, well, there, there you go. So you can't be it mad. It was just get it down. There you go. Okay, so I did. And that was my thing is like, what was going to make you happy? Like, so... When I was told this, we're switching jobs, everything that I was just going to be doing, like the verifications and the new patient breakdowns and all that. And she was to do everything else, my entire job. I was not to train her. I was not to have anything to do with it. Come Monday morning, I am done with that. Everything goes to her. So a little bit of a relief? So... Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I took it very hard. I took it very personal because I had built up relationships with these um, grant companies that we worked with. Oh, yeah. So they. Because I wasn't Mm -hmm. allowed to do those anymore either. Okay. I had to send over everything. So you felt like it just ripped out from under your hands and that's all that hard work. All this work I had done and it was just like, nope, gone. You're done. For. What reason? You know what I mean? And it was like, we're just going to see how she does in this role. (sighs) Okay. So I took it very hard. There were a lot of tears with that as well. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you feel like you work so, so hard. You've really invested in something. And then it's... It's like you can't do it Somebody is basically (laughs) telling you, like, you're not doing a good job. You're not that good. Mm -hmm. When you know you are doing a good job. Lowers your confidence, maybe. And they're just trying to tear you down. Mm -hmm. So... So, I wasn't allowed to train her, but her thing when she accepted the position, she was, she said, like, I will do it, but I want to be trained properly, like, fully trained. And they said, yeah, 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 we're going to get, you know, I guess, sister one to train you. I don't know if that, I think that's who it was supposed to. (laughs) So, but then... (laughs) Uh, a couple of days go by, and Erica complained about me because I wasn't helping her. 
Mm. And so I got in trouble with, um, and I got in trouble, and one of the doctors came in, and she was saying, you know, why aren't you helping her? Why are you not doing this? Why is this not happening? Why? And I said, hold on. I was told I was not allowed to do any of that. Like, that's not on me. If somebody's not helping her, it's not on me. That is not my problem. And it, mm-hmm. then I was asked, you know, well, do you mind still doing, you know, the grant programs until she can get trained and all this other stuff? So absolutely I will. Because I knew how to do it. I knew, you know, it wasn't going to be, like, a big deal for me to add that in because it wasn't, like, a constant, everyday, huge thing. So, I was happy to take care of it. But then it got to where, like, she still wasn't being trained. And anytime Mm. she would come ask me a question, she would get in trouble for asking (laughs) me a question. But then she's like... Who do I go to? You know, it's one of those, like, well, then what do you want me to yeah, do? No, another damn mindfuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, good Lord. So then I, Jesus um, Christ. Jesus Christos. I was able to get it approved that she would come in there and we would train together. I would train her and my lead both because he was learning it at the same time so he could help her. I was learning it that way and they worked on it for about two months and it went down not that much I want to say maybe another 60 day went down maybe like 40,000 or something basically not nearly what it should have been it wasn't getting worked like, so it's like you were really doing it, just, and then yeah, yeah, it's 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 wow. So, I mean, hmm. they they did get a lot worked off of it, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of them for that because you know we did I did train them and help them, and you know they felt more confident doing it, and so I was very proud of them for what they did accomplish for people who had just started it. But, you know, Erica came in, like, her incentive was also based off of the insurance aging, just like mine was. Mm-hmm. Well, when she came in, it wasn't being worked because she was training, and then she wasn't allowed to work on it with me. So, it was still all on me Well, when I'm not being able to work it. You know, it was just, it was yeah. a lot of setting up for failure. Mm-hmm. And that's not... That's what it sounds like. Yeah. What you... Mm-hmm need like that's not what you're supposed to do so oh we're supposed to help people (laughs) family (laughs) girl let me get to that in a minute okay so i was also i also heard that um when she did take over my job she was offered a raise for it and so i was happy for her being her friend and all, I was very happy You're for always her. happy for a friend, yep. Mm-hmm. But as a co-worker, <laughs> I was fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. I was like, for what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm still doing the majority of the work, mm-hmm. and now you're making more than me. Yeah. With six months of experience, 
and I've got two years of experience, Mm -hmm. like, how does that make sense? Like, how? So, and so, because when I had asked about a raise, like, if I were adding more into my position, you know, sister one would just be like, well, that's part of your job. You're getting paid for, you know, being Mm -hmm. here and doing whatever we need you to do. And I'm like, okay, okay. So. Don't you feel like they do it with salary jobs, though? mm -hmm. They just, yeah, then they can just add stuff because we got you here for whatever. That's why I love my current job Mm -hmm. because they will pay you what you're worth. They will pay you for your job. Like, they will not over mm-hmm. work you mm-hmm. because they don't want you to be overwhelmed and then leave because you're overwhelmed. Because overwhelming leads to the mental health and as we know how that's been going with Exactly. It's like I don't They're very big yeah. on communication there. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go to your lead or your manager. You mm-hmm. can go to the CEO if you want to mm-hmm. and be like, "Look, or HR or tell anybody and just be like look this is what's going on like I need you know I need help or I'm not happy or you know something they'll be like well let's try you in a different department which that's really supposed to be done because they would rather you stay in the company mm-hmm. still working towards your goals but you have a job we know how those are a dime a dozen nowadays so. and yeah. you know they don't because we spend time getting to know people, training mm-hmm. people, you know, becoming a work family. And then if you just get happy and or unhappy and leave without any explanation, it's kind of like, well, why didn't you say something, yeah. you know? Yeah. But at my previous job, mm-hmm. even when I said something, because I got to the point where I didn't care. And I just said what I had to say and, because but, but I was you were led sick down that it. but you were led down that path and I was I, I've heard that. Into that and I heard attitude. that's with anybody. <laughs> was, yeah, of course. It was to a point where I just was about to explode every day. It, and then I got to this calm place in my mind where I thought, why am I letting mm-hmm. these Mm-hmm. Narcissistic, mm-hmm. unhappy people mm-hmm. affect me right. this way. Like, that's not okay. That's not okay for anyone to Mm-mm. treat someone like that. Why am I letting them in? And so I got to that point where I was like, all right, mm-hmm. you're just going to be who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be the wonderful me. Mm-hmm. And we are just not going to vibe. And you're just yeah. going to continue. to okay, Let me get back to my letter because mm-hmm. it, I'm getting off track here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I already went there. Okay. So... During this time, this year, uh, or, well, now, last year, I had applied for two different positions at the company. One was for executive assistant for Sister One, and I really, really, really wanted that job. Mm -hmm. She made it seem like 
yes, I want you for this position. It would be mm-hmm. great. You would be great at it. You know, we have a whole conversation about it. And it's a lot of positives. And it, she just says, you know, send me an email of, you know, why you think you'd be good at it. And I'll hand it to the doctors. So I did. Well, I never got to the doctors. And finally, one of them, you know, they did find out that I wanted the position. And I was told I would get an interview. But I never got an interview. And they hired somebody else. And I'm like, first off, (laughs) you're supposed to hire from within. Or at least interview the people wanting the position from within. You would like them to do it. Yeah, of course. That was fine. It wasn't meant to be fine. Then we had another position come available. It's the hygiene coordinator position. I applied for that as well. And I was offered that position. Okay. I was offered that position. When was that? Like May? April? Mm -hmm. June? Somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And... (laughs) So I was offered that position. I was told, you know, we'd love you to start immediately or as soon as possible. And I was ecstatic because I did not want to be the insurance coordinator anymore. I wanted to move on, try something new, expand my knowledge, you know, do all of that. And I... On the ad, it said it went up to, you know, a certain amount, which was more than I was making. So, of course, I wanted it. And I, after I was offered it, I asked about the money part of it. And she said, um, well, I didn't have experience, so, Mm -hmm. you know, wouldn't come with a raise. So, I learned the job from the previous hygiene coordinator and she had trained me on a bunch of stuff and I'm going through this and I'm like this is all just like spreadsheets and making appointments and basically the stuff I do all the time so how do I not have experience and then I got to looking it up for you know other offices and I'm like Mm -hmm. that's not even a real job so how do you get experience in this other than being in that position Mm -hmm. so that whole thing whatever so let's go back to the um, incentive for training I was able to get an incentive for not only training Erica but for referring her too which is awesome right apparently once again there was a plot whether intentional or not to get under my skin Sister one came up to me after my first one and she said she shouldn't have given it to me because Erica transferred a call she should have been able to answer. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But they didn't want you to help her. <laughs> no, this was before that. Okay, but still. You, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she can't make one mistake or I get punished for mm-hmm. it. And we're incentivized to train for a whole year, and this was just the 90-day mark. Well, the 60-day one comes around, or no, six months, sorry. One comes around, and I get it again. But at this point, Erica had decided to move on um, 
after she had been there for seven months. And um, so the six-month one comes around. I do get it. And then I was told that sister one thought she didn't, she shouldn't have given it to me because Erica was leaving, even though she had fulfilled her full six months. I had mm-hmm. trained her those full six months. Like, I did everything that I was supposed to Not do. Not even 90 days, six months. <laughs> and wow. it was still an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why is this an issue? Like, mm. I did what I was... It, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I just, I, I, I couldn't win for anything. No. So let's get back to my quote unquote performance evaluation. Mm-hmm. This was during a big time of attack. When the first girl walked out, it caused a lot of problems for me. While she worked there, I was brought into the office with sister one and my lead And I was told that the doctors were very concerned that I was socializing too much. Yet my behavior had not changed. But since the girl quit, it was never mentioned again. Sister 2 had brought her on because they had previously worked together. And she, I guess, thought she could have her on her, her side and not on team Jennifer which I don't know why we just all can't get along but okay so she didn't like the fact that we had become friends like we would have lunch together every week we you know we got to know each other it was a good little relationship we had and you know it's not my fault she wanted to be friends with me. <laughs> yeah. And we actually ended up having someone in common, and we just vibed really well. Um, when I did inquire about my socializing, um, I was told that the doctors did not say anything about it. Those, and so to me, it was just another petty, childish thing that was made up to be in control. I was asked some questions by one of the doctors, which I won't disclose here, but Mm -hmm. when Sister One found out that we had talked, she was livid and pissed, and so pissed that I wouldn't tell her, and she just was like, is there a reason you're not comfortable telling me what y'all talked about? And I said, yes, you need to take it up with her. Mm -hmm. Like... I'm sorry, but, you know, when my boss's boss's boss Mm -hmm. asks me a direct question, I am going to answer that question. Sounds over your chicks. That is not something I'm going to be like, (laughs) oh, no, you have to go talk to somebody, then that somebody, Mm -hmm. and then they can come talk to me. Like, I know this person... (laughs) So, she threw a fit, (laughs) stormed out of her office. No, really? I know. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. That's so out of character. So childish, I tell you. (laughs) So, then I learned that 
the sisters wanted to write me up for this, for breaking the chain of command. More childish stuff. But I never went to the doctors. Mm-hmm. They came to me. So I didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. Oh, boy. So that was nipped in the bud real fast. Mm-hmm. But then they found a loophole in a performance evaluation. Of course they always do. It's the benefit to them. So, yeah. So... Every evaluation I had gotten working there, I mean, of course, there's always stuff you can work yeah, on, but it was mm-hmm. like, doing a great job, you know, yada, yada, you're up, great, yeah. keep mm-hmm. it up, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, work on this, da, 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 like normal evaluation stuff. This one, all negative. The only good thing on there that I can remember, I don't have it in front of me, but the only thing I can remember good is I said I was good at credentialing. Which basically means I'm good at paperwork and communicating with insurance companies. <laughs> oh, I bet I could do that. Like, that's all I'm good at? Like, yeah, seriously? Anybody. So, and everything on there I could tell was written by the two sisters. Because in their tone of voice, it was things that they had said to me previously mm-hmm. that were on there. Starting so, to add up. I yeah. know who was mm-hmm. on there. They act like they're so much smarter and they're just <laughs> mm, okay I'm gonna move on from that so I said I was like look I know I learn every day but I also know that I was great at my job no one truly knows how much I did for that practice when I was getting questioned about what I do all day I would just say I mean work like I didn't have time to do anything else. I would get up every couple of hours to move around, say hi to some people. Get some blood flowing like yes, you should. Just yeah, just move around. Stuff. Yeah. Go, get, go to the bathroom, go to something to drink. It would be a brief thing and I would get back to work. It's just, I don't think certain people understood that I had to deal with every single patient, every single employee all the leadership teams, the doctors, the insurance companies, the grant programs, etc. Like, so many people I had to deal with and keep track of and, like, have an open line of communication always with everybody. On top of that, you know, I would have to answer the phones, emails, insurance, verifications, new patients, talking to patients. Like, it is a lot for one person. And even when I had help, it was still a lot, but it was manageable. When I left, there was there were six doctors, two practices, one insurance person. And I just, I kept hoping for a second one and hoping for a second one. I finally got a second one. And she did not want to be in insurance when she got hired. There were two girls Mm. that started. One of them wanted to be in insurance. The other one did not. The one that they put in insurance was the one that did not want to be. The one that wanted to be, she had to work elsewhere. So they set themselves up for failure. And... Um, okay. Ooh, there's gonna have to be episode three. I knew my there friend. was. I, I knew. I knew. I don't know. Maybe really four. Long, <laughs> long 
We may catch up to Cobra Kai pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, before, I'm not going to finish the letter I wrote just yet. I'll save the rest for Mm -hmm. number three. But I do want to reiterate that not all of my time there was negative. Like, I know certain people will hear this and hear what they want to hear. They're going to dissect it for what... They're yeah, going to yeah. dissect it, mm-hmm. look for yep. me trying to demean mm-hmm. them. Or bash or, or yeah. you mm-hmm. know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And that is not my intention. I'm just bringing to light my story. Mm-hmm. Like, people saw me being under attack but they didn't really know what was going on mm-hmm. they would see me in tears but they didn't really know like why and I they was either crying. maybe didn't want to pry or didn't they, have enough time to yeah maybe know, get with you and because I'm a very like I'm an emotional person mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm yeah I will say that mm-hmm. I feel a lot I always have yeah. Like, I can feel other people's energy. Mm-hmm. I can feel, like, I feel intensely myself. You pick up on stuff like that. Yeah. I just, that's why I get, I mean, I do. I get worked up. I get, you know, my emotions can be all over the place. And then, you know, you add in all the, you know, outside tragedies that happened in my life in the previous year. Like, it. Yeah. It may be a lot to handle. But. Again, like, I seriously, the only constant negative was the one person, but, you know. And they always say it's one person, so. But, you know, people would ask me, like, well, you know, is no one going to do anything about her? Like, (laughs) is no one, like, what is happening? Has no one told you know, the owners about this. I'm like, they know. Every single person mm-hmm. that walks out mm-hmm. tells them why they are leaving mm-hmm. and nothing is done. Of course not. No. And so if I have to sit here and fight for the people that still work there and for the future employees, I will do it, you know, because I do not like seeing people I care about treated mm-hmm. like trash. And it is a constant problem. But, again, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> I laughed a lot working there. I had a lot of fun some days, even with some of the people that were not very nice to me. When we would go on our trips, like, we would have a good time. Um, like, they would rent out a cabin at the Buffalo um, in the summer for float trip. Like, I went um, two years for that, which, again, they didn't have to do, but they were kind enough to treat us to that. If you wanted to go, you could go. Um, <laughs> first year, I almost died, so I did not float <laughs> the second year. <laughs> but <laughs> I did go, and I had an amazing time, and, you know, sister one was there. We laughed. We had a great time, like. I almost didn't go because it was the time that all this was happening behind my back and I knew about it and I just did not want to go and put on a happy face but Erica talked me into it. I went. It was a blast. It was a blast. So, mm-hmm. that was fine. But, um, it's always the people you work with because even I had it my, la- my last job. It wasn't as 
which kind of what you were going through, but kind of. And um, I mean, that's me and one of the guys we talked about that recently said that's the only thing we remember was the people you work with. That's what makes it fun and exciting. Like, that's been the hardest adjustment for me Mm -hmm. is not having those people. Seeing those people every day, yeah. Like, I mean... Some of them. I'd love to (laughs) list them on here, but I said I wouldn't say anybody's name other than Erica's. But, um, I just... And then something else, it's it's crazy. I I am still able to talk to Mm -hmm. them, and I do still see some of them. But, you know... It's not the same. I mean, yeah. I would get to see everybody every day. They would come in my office, a little therapy office, we called it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'd vent, we'd talk about, you know, what's going on. I would just let them talk, you know, get it all out. But that I miss. I put up a rainbow tree at work for that to be the new little safe space that works. So. <laughs> well, that's good. But it's kind of sad. I just kind of hit real quick on, I mean, it's really sad cause, and I've had conversations with people where they sit out in their car in the parking lot and decide do I really want to go in and deal with this today Yeah. for eight hours and that that right there should tell you a lot I mean I never really used to hear about and this was when I was super young like before you go into a job and it's like the older maybe more closer to my 30s or whatnot, and it's just like Wow, like crying before you go into a job or trying to decide or if you want to go to work today and you're calling in, fake calling in sick. We've all done it. And, you know, and it's just like, it's not even worth it. It, Or is it? Uh, Well, I got to pay bills. So, yeah, unless I have PTO. I wouldn't call in. Like, I, Mm -hmm. it was rare. I would have. I think you even worked sick or something. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I did. <laughs> I worked when I had the flu the first year because they wouldn't let me off because then I couldn't go get married because I wouldn't have the time. So take that, people that say <laughs> you don't co- come into work while you're sick. Yeah, people do um, it. So, um, um, yeah. But I did. I would sit in my car after work sometimes and just cry or... Blare music or something. I would <laughs> Whatever you scream. Needed. I would, yeah. you know... Oh, wait till I tell you about the apology card next next time. I'll even read it to you. It's yeah interesting, but you know those are little little things that um on this episode I'll continue on the next one. I, oh, guess. I love it. I love I it. I didn't know they were gonna be so long. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I could I could tell like we were getting I was like oh and they're getting close to the end I'm like wow yeah this is gonna I'm only be like halfway through my letter whatever. yeah <laughs> well guys thanks for tuning in we're signing off uh, rest in peace real quick I'll probably cover it on a podcast later down the line Betty White and uh, John Madden R.I.P. Oh sad sad yeah. All right, guys, signing off. Peace. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys.